stands The dice rule every random chance Take off your coat and stay a while We'll roll in that deep percent time Hello Dave, um, just kind of on your question of um, player expertise um, and whether that should be a thing that we kind of give advantage to in the game. My experience of this begins with uh, a recent example. So for example, in a recent game uh, in a setting of Han, there were players came across a carcass of a deer that had been partly mauled and, and eaten and left. And... One of the players has experience of hunting and uh, they didn't get experience, like a benefit in terms of the character's skill. But what he was able to do is argue, I felt very convincingly, that the amount of food that could be found on that carcass, you know, assuming a certain size of deer. And that, I guess, gave them an advantage because they were able to claim more rations, if you like, from that hunt. So that was my first thought. Another way that player expertise comes up in my game, another recent game, uh, in a modern game, one of the characters decided to crawl into a roof space above a, um, a kind of public building. And one of the other players, in fact, might have even been the same player, again, has expertise as an architect. And it was interesting because we could have fudged that. And, uh, you know, I, but I just asked the question to the table, not knowing at the time that the player was an architect, but just kind of asked the table, you know, so what do you think? Um, what do we think is going to be up there? You know, how is there going to be firewalls? Is there going to be barriers? What do we think? And again, the architect kind of hesitantly uh, sort of said, oh, I could tell you. Um, so we said, go on. And there was a minute or two of sharing that knowledge. And then we decided to sort of, yeah, use that knowledge to describe the situation and allow the character to do what he broadly what he wanted to do, but to set up some difficulty in that and some delay. So that was my second thought. My third thought on player expertise comes from experience playing some of the old school games. So taking Matt Finch's, you know, old school primer, I was struck by the idea that you could like search a room by describing how you're searching a room rather than making the dice roll. And this is often a thrown up uh, example. Um, I think you hear this one a lot. And um, again, this is about players interacting with the environment, sort of describing how they interact with the environment. And at that level of searching a room, it kind of seems perfectly reasonable to me to sort of say, well, you know, how are you searching a room? Where are you looking? Are you looking in the drawers? Are you looking behind the thing? You know, tell me. And then we can, I can easily adjudicate that as a GM because... You know, I, we can all picture that scene and I get, I have enough understanding myself, expertise myself to be able to adjudicate the situation based on descriptive elements without requiring necessarily a die roll. But the problem I have is when we're trying to go descriptive and we're in a situation where it's very hard to adjudicate. And this is where I think the rules come into play because if I can adjudicate as a GM through what seems reasonable in a descriptive sense. So you look in the drawer, if there's anything in the drawer, obviously you'll find it unless it's sort of secretly hidden. Um, if you're looking through the drawer and at the back there's a secret compartment and you aren't specifying that you're tapping the back and everything else, I'm kind of mechanically okay with there being a kind of small chance that you would notice that, hence the die roll of 
sort of a perceptual role or something done secretly. But when it comes to a situation where I have very little expertise, I find that actually the dice are a useful means for adjudicating. And that's kind of where I think we run up against the limits of player experience and expertise. So I tend towards the idea that players can tell me what they want to do and try and describe things. Um, I definitely want to steer away from the, oh, can I make the X check off my sheet? I really want them to go descriptive. But actually, when it comes to an adjudication, often the first step for me is to ask the table, well, what does anyone else think? Does anyone here know what might happen in that situation? How would, you know, what do we know? Does anyone at the table have any experience on this? Um, if the answer to that is no, then obviously I'm going to have to adjudicate and just use the rules. And that might mean saying, okay, what's the most relevant skill? Let's make a check, you know, that kind of thing. But actually, if a player does have some expertise, I'm happy to hear it and act on it. And if, of course, that gives a clear answer, then, again, I don't need to go back to the rules. So for me, I guess, player knowledge and experience is, and expertise is trumping the rules. Um, but that leads to another question. So the question I have always in my mind is, should player expertise trump, trump character expertise? I don't think so. I think ultimately, the characters are, if a character has expertise expressed on the character sheet in an ability, skill or power, then you know, some sort of trait, then obviously the player should be able to invoke that. Like your example of the ranger is a good one here, you know, if you tracking skill. It doesn't require the player to have expertise. The, player, the characters can, can do that. But can player expertise activate character expertise? Hmm... I think possibly, and again, it's going to come on a case-by-case -case basis for me, and it's that element of adjudication. It's part of, for me, being a GM, making those calls on the fly, and it's not about having a hard and fast rule. But anyway, I've witted for far too long. Don't know what you make of that. Hey, Che. Che Webster there, Roleplay Rescue. Really appreciate the call-in. Lots to think about there, as always, with Che. Uh, and beautifully stitched together. <laughs> really, you did that really well within the one-minute constraints of Anchor. <laughs> so cheers for that. Um, I quite like doing these episodes where I just let people speak, actually. So I'm just going to come in on one bit of what you said. Yeah, so lo lo lots there which I find really interesting. But the one bit which really stuck out for me was when you suggested that you revert to the dice when you don't know about something. I find that really interesting. I have never seen the dice as a stand-in for expertise. Um, I've always gone to the dice when an outcome is uncertain. So if, if it's pretty straightforward that a certain thing is most likely to happen, then we'll tend to, we'll tend to narrate that outcome. Um, and if so, if it's not interesting to go to the dice, then we'll just go with what's most likely to happen. And I've normally thought of the dice as being, you know, you pick up the dice where you say, yeah, that could go your way or it could go another way. But I've always seen that as being to do with chance and fortune rather than to do with the massed expertise of the players and GM around the table. Uh, I'm interested to hear other call-ins. Maybe you'll come back in on that, Che, or maybe somebody else 
will call in about that. So thanks very much, Che. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact Dave, please leave a message on Anchor, email dpercentile at gmail.com, or find him on Twitter at d underscore percentile.